Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for this episode today. It is just such an upper, like such an upper. And I don't know about you, but I need a fucking upper. Uh, Mercury in retrograde has been a pain in my ass. I've been in my parents' house and for a while it was just me and my boyfriend and my parents. And now it's me and my boyfriend and my parents and my grandpa and my sister and her husband and their baby. So as you can imagine, our world is rocked. Um, We're so happy to have a full family here and like don't get me wrong, so grateful, you know, especially to have my grandpa here. He's he's so wonderful. And to spend these moments with him, you know, otherwise wouldn't happen. However, there's no place for me to to work. There's no place for my boyfriend to work. Um, you know, we just were like nomads in our own home. I just went outside because that's like where I usually record because no one's usually out there. My sister and her husband and the baby were out there and I asked them to be quiet and they were on 7,000 calls. And it's like, then I come in and I come to this room that no one usually comes into. And then my grandpa walks in. My boyfriend is working in the baby's room right now. And the baby's about to have a nap in 20 minutes and he's going to have to take all of his monitors and all of his stuff and move somewhere else. So it's a shit show over here. Um, but we're making it work and, um, you know, just grateful for my health and my family and um, want to talk about a few things that you guys wanted me to talk about today. One of them was how I feel about changing my last name or like just people who change their last names in general when they get married. Um, I'm assuming this is, you know, more for women because it's usually something that women do. But I think men change their last name as well. You know, I love my last name and just my name, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's unique. It's not a name that, you know, anyone else that I know has. And so my name, my name, Lindsay Metzlar, it dies with me. Like it dies with me because there are no men in our family. And my sister, she, you know, literally she changed her last name like the night of her wedding. And so for me to continue that name that would otherwise not continue because there are no other, there are no guy Metzlars who are continuing that name. And it's, you know, it's part of my identity. So for me to change that name, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do that. However, like if I, you know, when I get married, once I have kids, I, of course, I want to have the same last name as them. And maybe I'll, technically, you know, go by my husband's last name, but I, to my kids and and that, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't change my last name. I don't judge anyone who changes their last name, uh, especially if their new last name is better suited to them or just an easier name or a cooler name or better sounding name than their last name is already. I just think that, you know, it's part of your identity, your name. And it's changing it kind of marks like a real leaving of your actual family and a beginning of your new family. Um, It also could represent, you know, you wanting nothing to do with your family anymore. Whatever reason you change your name, maybe you just change your name because you're excited and you're married. I don't know. For me, there's a lot to it because my name is a huge part of who I am. And so 
I don't think that I'm going to be rushing to change my last name. Will I maybe put my husband's last name after my last name on Instagram? Sure. Or like in parenthesis. But for me, like my identity is Lindsay Metzlar. My, you know, my career is Lindsay Metzlar. And that for me is not going to change. But I understand that other people who might not, you know, be putting themselves in a public persona or whatever, want to change their last name right away. It's totally cool. It's really your prerogative. I don't think it's like backwards if you want to change your last name. You know, you're excited and you want the same last name as as your partner. And that's that's awesome. But but just for the record, I refuse to change all my married friends. They're still under their like their maiden name in my phone and I'm never changing it because I just can't think of them like that. Like they are you know, their, their names that I knew them and met them at. And like, yeah, they changed their, their name, but I'm going to call them the name that I know. And I don't know why I do that, but I do it. If love can grow, if you're not obsessed in the beginning, um, at what point is there more of a spark? I don't know. I used to think that it's better to not be obsessed right away and like that it should grow. Um, but now I see that as like probably a red flag that you weren't really as interested and you were potentially forcing it. So I don't know. I think it can totally change. It depends why there isn't a spark or you're not obsessed in the beginning. Like, are you not obsessed because you don't know how great they are? Or are you not obsessed because you know how great they are, but you're not convinced that they're great for you? Does that make any sense? I hope so. Is it more important to feel supported or inspired? Hmm. I mean, I think what this really has to do with is like, if you translate it directly, is it more important to feel financially supported or maybe inspired? Like you're, you know, fascinated by this person and they're like, you're always learning from them. Um, I mean, I think both are ideal in some ways, like at the same time, right? Like you want to feel like, especially if you're someone that works really hard and does well for yourself, you want to feel like your partner does too, unless you prefer to be the breadwinner. So I would say um, ideally both. But for me, it's more important to feel inspired by my partner. I get really easily bored. And if they're not bringing something to the table or just if I'm not learning from them or, you know, if they're not inspiring to me, then I'm kind of like, let's, you know, move it, move along. Anxiety over engagement. Is that normal? I don't know. I mean, I've never been engaged, so I don't know how I would feel if I was engaged. I will say that when you talk about big milestones, there is, you know, some, there are some nerves that come up. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it can be excitement. I think if you are too anxious about it and having really negative feelings towards being engaged and spending the rest of your life with someone, that's definitely something to look into. I think that it's a time in your life where you should be really excited. And I understand having anxiety around planning a wedding. I mean, no one wants to do something like that. It's not fun. But if your anxiety stems from if you can be with someone for the rest of your life that, you know, you supposedly love, then I would look into that. I think that's a little bit off. Like you should be so excited and and you should have been thinking about this before you got engaged. Like you didn't think about this before. Why are you engaged in thinking for the first time? Like, oh, I don't know if I want to be with this person. Like just that thought process is confusing to me. Someone wanted me to talk about love languages. I feel like we talk about this a lot. You know, if your love language isn't compatible with someone else's, can it still work? Yes. As long as you communicate. Again, like everything, everything, everything comes down to communication. Always and forever. Someone said to bring my boyfriend on. Uh, I'll ask him. I, I doubt it, but he definitely would be extremely articulate if he came on and it would be fun for sure. We'll see. We'll see. He probably won't, but I'll talk to him. Tips to be a good communicator in a relationship. Well, you have to say what's going on as soon as it comes up. 
like if you're having a feeling, any sort of negative feeling, it's really important to communicate that. And, you know, even if you're being vulnerable, even if you, if you're not feeling good about yourself, I like to communicate that because sometimes when I'm not feeling good about myself, I'll take it out on my partner. And I'd rather them know, hey, heads up, not feeling great about myself right now. So if I'm, you know, a bitch or whatever it is, it's because of X, Y, and Z. So you want your partner to know that you're acting out of this reason so that there aren't assumptions made and fights made, you know, fights created because you don't understand what's going through the other person's head. Someone wants me to share my statement pieces. They love my staple story. So we're talking about clothes here. Staples are like all the crucial things that you should have in your closet. And statement pieces are like bigger pieces. Um, I will definitely share that as well. But um, on Instagram, probably not on the podcast. So check it out. I have all these highlights for that. And how relationships with childhood friends evolve as we get older. It's tough. Um, I want to wrap it up because I really want you to hear Sarah and Andrea, but it's really tough. And and we, I think, do we talk about this a little bit on this week's episode? Potentially. Um, but in case we don't, I just want to say, you know, it's tough. And, and if you don't have anything in common anymore, you don't necessarily have to be friends just because you were childhood friends. But my boyfriend's mom, who is extremely knowledgeable in many different subjects actually spoke to me about this. And she had heard me say something on another episode about, you know, how like you grow apart and it's like, why do you have to force this friendship? But she was really enlightening. She said something like, you know, they know everything about your childhood and like those really important moments in your life. Like they remember people who are maybe no longer with us, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and maybe they need your friendship, you know, more than you need theirs. And so there's no reason to really cut off a childhood friend unless they've done something bad to you. Yeah, sure. You might have grown apart. You might not have things to talk about anymore, but keep them close because relationships do evolve. I mean, maybe you're not seeing eye to eye right now because you don't have the same interests, but maybe once they get married and you get married, your husbands will love each other and you guys will reignite your friendship spark again. So you never know. I also really want to talk about um, someone asked how to balance your own life when you're in a relationship. And I'm so adamant about this subject. It's so important to still have your own life. For me, what I do is I make plans that don't include my boyfriend all the time. And like we're living together right now. So so for example, I, you know, I've been texting with a friend and we're going to go for a walk around lunchtime. Just the two of us, like just to catch up us girls. But I also, you know, I maintain all of my friendships and I feel that it's so important not to just forget about your own life when you have a partner. Like you should still make your own plans. You should still have your own friends and have conversations, you know, that don't always include your significant other. And you should still, you know, have things going on and have a life. And if you're not working right now, that's totally fine. But like figure out something you're passionate about. Maybe it's Netflix. Maybe it's going on walks alone. But if you don't have that time that's just for you, you will lose yourself in your relationship and it's not healthy. And then I just want to say happy birthday to my adorable boyfriend who turns 30 today. I can't believe he's 30. Um, I would say everyone say happy birthday to him on Instagram, but he doesn't have Instagram. So... Happy birthday. And I'm so grateful that I get to spend this day with you. All right. I am turning it over to the hilarious Sarah Frazier and Andrea Lopez. I hope you enjoy. Just took a sip of my water, which I'm so grateful for. I put hydrant in it. And if you don't know what hydrant is, you need to. It's the key to your summer. Basically, like the temperatures are so hot right now. I don't know about you, but I get so groggy towards the end of the day. Like my I wear contacts and they're drying out and it's just it's a disaster. And when I lay out and like get some sun for a few hours, it's even worse. So every morning I've been putting hydrant, which is a really refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into your water to efficiently hydrate your body. Um, So I've been mixing it. Oh, hi, my dog's here with us. I've been mixing it 
into my water every morning and feeling more hydrated than ever. It's sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. So literally everything that you would take separately, or at least, at least I would take separately, like before this, I was taking magnesium. I wasn't getting any potassium because I'm allergic to bananas. And so it's like everything that you you need really. And it's just packed into this little powder and it helps your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated throughout the day, which is so important. And they also have Hydrant Plus Caffeine, which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from green tea. So it's not like bad caffeine. It's like the good stuff. And I really love it. And oh, also, I don't know if you're looking at the flavors right now as I'm telling you about this, but they have a brand new iced tea lemonade flavor, which is so perfect for summer. Like you just put a few ice cubes in it and you drink it in the morning and you will be refreshed for the entire day. And it's, it's, I mean, it's literally get this, get a 30 day supply, check it out. And if you want to do a monthly subscription, you save even more. So all you have to do for 25% off your first order is go to drinkhydrant.com slash Acme or enter promo code Acme at checkout. So that's just drinkhydrant.com slash Acme or promo code Acme at checkout. And you will get 25% off of your first order. Check it out super delicious, so refreshing, and um, you'll have energy. So I'm excited to hear what you think. Hey guys, it's Gabby from What's Gabby Cooking, and I figured we've all got a little extra time on our hands right now. Hello, social distancing. So what better time to start a podcast than now? Come hang every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the foreseeable future while we learn how to put those staple ingredients from your pantry to work. I'll be taking calls every podcast to answer your burning questions on what to make with a mishmash of ingredients, along with talking tips and tricks in the kitchen, how to do easy substitutions and different recipes, and who knows what else. Corona quarantine, here we come. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Sarah Frazier and Andrea Lopez. Hey ladies. Yay! Oh my God. Lindsay, we are huge fans of yours. And we, you know, you were recently on our show and we still talk about that interview because you were so good and we covered such a variety of topics. Really? That's, That's so nice. Um, that means the world to me. If you guys didn't see that interview, make sure it's it's on the podcast, right? And it's on the podcast, but Lindsay, we did a separate clip when we talked about penis size, and I believe we're heading to <laughs> a thousand views on uh, YouTube. Up. No, and people are so mad at me for basically saying that we're insensitive <laughs> to small penises. Oh <laughs> my god, you can't get away with anything these days. It's crazy. You, you absolutely cannot. They no. love that we talked about it because we just said, "Does penis size matter?" And it's clickbait. People love it. People love, love that shit. But no, so to reiterate that, and, and then I want to ask you guys, obviously, um, about yourself, but to reiterate, um, does it matter? I mean, if, for the people who are listening now who haven't watched that video, do you think it matters? I See, I said on the show, because I've dated a wide variety of men before I met my husband, I actually enjoy a smaller penis because we've all been with these supersized ones, right? And at first, it's this great novelty, but at the end of the day, it's a lot to work with. And I just don't so, enjoy it. So I like a guy who's normal size... Or, and it doesn't bother me. I've been with, I, I mean, I have been with one guy that it was so small. It was like almost stu- like you were, you know, stunned. Like it did take you aback. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I have to pretend. I got to pretend that this is not a bad thing. So and I don't think it, mo- I, I, it does not bother me, especially if he's good in other areas. Yeah. Yes. And, and do you agree? He can definitely make up for it in other areas. I like to say I'm a medium girl. So if you got, right. you know, it's small to medium, it's a good center in there, but I'm definitely not going to turn you away if you're packing. Well, so I, I don't yeah. have a favorite, yeah. but. But moment of truth here and be honest with me and I won't judge okay. you at all. And I'll be honest with you and we might, you know, we're going to get some hate for this, but have you ever ended things or just not wanted to continue with someone because of their size? Yes. Yes. <laughs> me too. Too large yeah. for me. It was too large for oh, me. Oh, mine is too small. There's no such thing to me as too large. <laughs> I, okay, this, 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 this guy, we were just hooking up and he wanted to continue. And I just, he lived right across the street from me in college. So I just thought it was very convenient. 
but it was just honestly, every time after it was just sore. So I was like, you know what? This is not enjoyable. I mean, it's enjoyable when I'm drunk, but then the morning after it was not. So I, I just ended the hookup. Yeah. Wow. And, okay. And Sarah was yours because too large also? No, too small. Oh, I'm yeah, same, same, same. I'm telling you that one guy, I mean, honest to God, honestly, like, I mean, I think I could have given him a hand job with my two pinkies. I mean, it was so <laughs> small. I, after that, I couldn't even, you know what I mean? Because it does, yeah. it is odd. You just look at them and every time you see them, you think of this micro penis that they have. But it's so sad because it's like something that they can't control. And it makes me think about like, right. you know, women and like how we're regarded and like sort of like a what would a parallel be right like would it be like if you have like a loose vagina like Mm -hmm. what is the female equivalent to a small penis i think that's it i think a really drooping vagina (laughs) will do it I drooping. also feel like <laughs> drooping doesn't mean lose. It just a it wide means set, ugly. a wide set. Yes, but maybe the ugly vagina. And you yeah. know what else? I have. You've probably covered this on your show, but I definitely think a woman that's not hygienic down there, like if mm. you are rocking a serious odor that's not great, and you're right, not aware of it, right. that's a huge thing. But guys and, can be rocking that too. That is true. That is true. But and that's something that you can help prevent. Mm. The penis size, you're born with it. Okay, you're right. We were looking for a comparison that you can't right, control. Right. Mm. Okay. Can you be born? Okay. No, can you be born loose? I a wide set vagina, yeah. Uh-huh. God, this is a good topic. We need to tweet this out, do a follow-up <laughs> we, podcast. We do. I'm so curious. I think I'm gonna ask a poll question, but I'm gonna be attacked because I feel like everything right now, especially in quarantine is like being attacked. Like if I, I feel like for some, some person, if I, if I, if I do a poll question, can you, are you born loose or tight? Someone's going to be like, that is homophobic. Like, you know what I mean? Someone will just like find a way that that's somehow homophobic. I feel like. Yeah. You know what the, the other equivalent is women that have large nipples or like huge areolas. Cause you hear men talk about that all the time. And some are like not into that. And you women can't help that. You can't right. help what you have. Right. No, you can't. You can't. That's true. Anyway, backing up like <laughs> 10,000 feet, um, I would love to have our listeners get to know you guys a little bit better. So we'll start with Sarah. How old are you and where are you from? I am 38 years old. I'm originally a Mainer, but I have lived in DC now for like 14 or 15 years. So I moved down there after college. I went to Mount Holyoke, which is an all women's college. And I don't recommend it. Like it was a great, you know, in hindsight, it was a wonderful education, but I, it was very boring. I love the ladies at Mount Holyoke, but they don't party. So I needed to like, you know, just get out and really enjoy life. Moved to DC and my career started on the radio. So Mm. within a couple of years of, of moving down there, I got hired by iHeartRadio to be on this show called The Kane Show. And it was a syndicated top 40 show. I bet a lot of your listeners are familiar, familiar with Elvis Duran. Yes, and the Z Morning Zoo. Okay, well, <laughs> it was basically, I was like on the Z Morning Zoo. And so I did that for seven years. And then I always wanted my own show. I always, and I knew that The Kane Show was never going to be The Kane and Sarah Show. It was never going to be... It was just never going to happen. So I left. I did another like quick radio stint. And then I started my podcast about four and a half years ago. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. Love and that. what about you, AJ? I, I want to call you AJ, even though you, know, you, you can go by. call me whatever. It's easier, we say Dr. You know, Dre. Oh, I love Dr. Yes. Dre. Dr. Dre, Jersey Dre. On the podcast, I'm known as AJ. I am 25, born and raised in Washington, D.C. And... I also, similar to Sarah, went to an all-girls high school. So we know about the same sex education. (laughs) Now, high school is different than college, though, because uh, by college, when I went to Syracuse, you know, I was living it up. I was partying, doing many things with boys. Uh, But um, yeah, I have a history with radio and television, as I went to school for. Um, And then I have this love and passion for impressions. So that has led me to some really great places. I was on NBC Bring the Funny last year, and that's how I got an agent. So uh, I've been with Sarah for three years, I believe, as an intern, started with her. It all started with an easy email, just, hey, want to get some career advice? And 
three years later, I'm now moved on to co-hosting and she's my best friend and like my big oh, sister. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> is amazing on the show. I do feel like someday I'll probably lose her to SNL. But in the meantime, <laughs> she makes the show and listeners love her. And it's been awesome. And AJ's actually the first, crazy enough, even going to an all-women's college. AJ's the first woman I've ever co-hosted with. Because in radio, there's so many men. Right. Yeah. Always co-hosted with men. My first podcast co-host on Hey Frage was a guy that I worked with in radio. Then he wanted to go start his own business. So it's been really cool. That is so cool. And wait, AJ, I want to talk a little bit. So you do impressions like of... Yes, mostly celebrities. So okay. my big start happened with Kourtney Kardashian. I posted a couple of videos on Instagram and then I it grew. Now I do Sofia Vergara, Jennifer Coolidge. I dabble with Trump, Sarah Palin. And once I got a TikTok, that's when it really blew up for me. And I think I was discovered for NBC Bring the Funny from Instagram just by hashtagging impressions. And then I applied and got on. So it's just a hodgepodge of random celebrities. <laughs> I feel like I've seen the Kourtney Kardashian one. Can you give us like a quick, like you don't have to do the whole thing. Like that would be so annoying. Yeah. Just give us like a, a sentence, <laughs> yeah. a sentence. Um, Happy Father's Day to all the daddies, especially Scott Disick. We have three babies together. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you are so Isn't it spot good. On? It's so spot, spot on. Oh my God. Wait, so I like, you know, it's funny because I feel like before quarantine happened, like I didn't care about celebrities. Like I wasn't really, I wasn't watching the Kardashians. Like I wasn't, I kind of stopped watching right. Real Housewives, like for no reason other than that. Like I was just like working and like busy. Yes. Um, and now I realize like, and, I, and I'm still not watching those shows, but I realized that I'm obsessed with celebrity gossip. And, <laughs> we are too. Yeah, obsessed. And I started uh, following Dumois on Instagram. Do you know Dumois? D-E-U-X-M-O-I. Like Francais, you know, en Francais. Oh, Dumois. Dumois. Oh, no. I don't okay. think I'm familiar so with that I started one. following Dumois on Insta. And it's this girl who I feel like is like, you know, just like one of us. She posts these like crazy stories. Obviously, you need to follow after this. Also, like not sponsored. I'm just truly obsessed <laughs> with this account. And she posts like the hottest like celebrity blinds. Before blinds, meaning like these are secrets and you have to figure out who the celebrity is, you know? Uh, and then she'll yes. sometimes post like their, who it actually is. And I started this obsession with another account called NT Lawyer. Have you heard of that account? Yes. Mm -hmm. We got turned on from that by Sammy from Betches when yep. she was on the show and she's obsessed with that show. So then we follow NT Lawyer. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm obsessed. And anyway, the reason I brought this up is because through Dumois, I found out what I thought was true, which is that Kourtney Kardashian <laughs> is a huge... B-I-T-C-H and just like not a nice person. And it was so upsetting to hear. And like, Courtney, if you're oh, yeah. on, if you're listening to this, which you're not, but like, you never know, come on and tell me that you're not. And like, I will believe you, you know, this is just what I'm reading in the gossips, but doesn't care about like her kids as much as like she, wow. she seems to. And um, like all she does apparently is, is look at her tagged photos on Instagram all day. Really? I feel like the whole narrative is how much she wanted yeah. to quit the show to be a mom. It's a narrative is exactly what it is. It's a okay. narrative. What? I okay. am on this IG because I can't wait to read all yes. this. Because that, and what else did they say? She just, she's not really into her kids. What else makes her a bitch? Because she, she like multiple encounters with fans who have said, like, they were like, oh. Courtney, I love you. And she was like, please get away from me. Or like, don't like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, her. like things like that. Like, like, do not talk to me. Or like, I'm on vacation. Or someone being like, I, like, I love your family. And her being like, okay. You know, like, just like not nice interactions. Whereas Kim, opposite, opposite situation. Everyone's like, she's so nice. She goes out of her way. She bends over backwards. She could takes a selfie. Oh. And like, there was one, um, one story where they met Kim and Courtney at the same time. And Kim was like being so nice. And Courtney was looking in the background, giving dirty looks instead of speaking. So I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I can see I that being true though. Right. I don't know what's true, what's false, but I just had to tell you the, the celeb gossip, the tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
we got in on this. So it's do moi on Instagram. And then they, they post a bunch of tea. Do moi. Exactly. Lots of tea happening there. Um, so okay. I have to ask both of you, even though I already know, because you guys listening know for a fact that if I went on their show, I asked them this question. But for our listeners, what are your zodiac signs? AJ, we'll start with you. Yes. So we did talk about this. We we got pretty in depth. Um, I am a Leo and I never can r- figure out if I'm a Leo rising, like if I'm at the top or the, you know, what is it? Leo rising and then middle and then falling. No, no, no. Leo rising and then your sun sign, which is Leo. And then whatever your moon sign is, is those are like the top, the big three. Oh, the three. But then you can also be split up, right? So it's like Leo one, two or three. Like if you're born in the beginning of, you're like almost cusp. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. If you're referring to the big book of birthdays, the secret language of birthdays, it breaks it up. Like I'm a Libra one. You're a Leo one. I think I'm August 13th and I believe that's Leo think, one. Or, no, I think I you're think Leo, Leo two. one. I think you're Leo, Leo two. Leo two? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I've been reading Leo one. You might one even be Leo time. three because Leo starts July 23rd. Yes, it does start late July. So, so, so the way Leo, that it breaks up is that the, you have the first, the first week is Leo one, the first week of Leo, right? So like the 23rd to the... To the 30th. Whatever it would be. Right. And then you see what I'm saying? So I think you're yes, three. Yes, yes. But I don't know. Okay, well, then I would be three. If it goes by a week, yes. So I'm a Leo through and through, very energetic, love the spotlight, and very loud. Yes. I love it. I love it. And Sarah? <laughs> well, I'm an Aquarius. So I'm an Aquarian. I'm February 13th. And um, yes, I feel like I'm pretty true to the sign too. Like definitely wear my heart on my sleeve and very open. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good sign for me. Yeah, definitely. I would say I would say you are more of an outgoing Aquarius than I'm used to in a good yeah. way, in a great way. Yeah, you're right. Because it can be more Aquarius. But it is funny because I obviously I talk for a living, right. but I can be a, a big introvert. Like I love people in short spurts, like AJ knows this, but I'm also a serious recluse. Like mm. I, so it is, it is funny because I definitely have that. That is funny. That reminds now, me. I, yeah, no, go ahead. I wanted to ask if it means anything because Sarah and I are exactly a, a year or a half a year apart. We're half birthdays for each other. Mm. Does that have anything? Like, do they know. say that we can like, we're yin to the yang, but it we're does. exactly the day. Oh, that's it, great. It means something. So I'll start with the fact that you're both born in the 13th, right? Right. That mm-hmm. gets into numerology. So for example, I'm born on the 28th. I find that people born on the 28th, we get each other. We just connect on a level. Like we have very similar um, personality traits, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would say that if you're born on the 13th and you, you need to look this up and I actually, I'll look it up now. Okay. Hold on. Cause it, cause it is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. AJ, that's, that's a great question. 13th. I know. I always say whenever it's February 13th and whenever it's August, I think of you. Cause I'm almost like thinking 13 and um, yeah, we're exactly each mm. other's half birthdays. Okay. So God, ready we, for this? We, yeah. The numerology meaning of 13th birthday Birthday number... Th- oh, wait. This might be literally when you turn 13. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. We're right. We're right. It's people born on the 13th. It's a symbol of determination and skill. Many people are afraid of the 13th because they believe it's a side of bad omens. Mm-hmm. However, there are countless stories of people born on the 13th who are very successful and they bring positive and negative influences. Oh, well... I mean, positive or negative, like choose one. <laughs> they bring both positive I, and negative. I mean, that's not that's not helpful. But okay, okay, okay. Positive features, practical person with a good sense of the economy. Okay. Um, okay, great. Oh. Determined, <laughs> hardworking, and systematic, a very fair person, and has the power of transformation. Mm. Oh, okay. I think we, I think we possess all those traits. Actually, yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty spot the on. The negative ones, we'll skip. We don't need those. Skip over those. But anyway, you, you get, Thank you. you get the gist. Like, um, and then I think if you're born on the same, um, wow, I had a cut. I never knew about. I think if you're born on the same, <laughs> um, like thing, like like uh, like your half birthday and your real birthday, that um means that you just vibe. You know, like that's all it is. You yes. vibe. Oh. Okay. 
Okay, I love that. Yeah, that explains really nice. it, AJ. I know we got to get into. You're so good at that. I love all your signs. I love how Thank you, you, you know, you're so moved by it, and you honestly, it, yeah, you know the whole system, and we need to do that because we never pay attention. <laughs> no, we I need to ask people. We'll give you guys a lesson anytime. So, but it's crazy. We're 18 minutes in, and we haven't talked about dating once. So. <laughs> On my dating podcast. So, I mean, that's, oh, okay, that's yeah. my bad. Um, but we'll start with Sarah. What's your current relationship status? My current relationship status is I am married. And August 10th, I'll have been married one year to my husband. Woo-hoo. So, woo, his name is Dan. And he, we actually dated for about six years prior to getting married. And then we got married last year in Maine. I love it. And if I remember correctly from our panel in DC, which everyone should definitely listen to if you haven't already, you guys met the way that every person wants to meet their partner, which is on a plane sitting next to each other. We legitimate, we really did. So we were flying back from Tampa to DC. I was coming back from a work event and he was coming back from a bachelor party. We sit down next to each other on the plane and there've been all these weather delays, all these technical delays. So we get on and then the flight crew comes on and they're like, well, we only have 10 minutes to um, push back. Otherwise we're going to be over our union um, hours. So sorry, bye. We're going to have to find you a new crew. Of course that happened. So I start talking to him because I'm so frustrated. I was like, oh my God. And he had out, I think on his phone, he had like four weather apps up, like trying to figure out the weather patterns. So we honestly, we just talked from there and we all had to deboard the plane. My my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, he's cute. Why don't we ask him to go have another drink with us at the bar? We did. We get back on the plane, we get to DC. And I was just, I'd gone on so many horrible dates. I had given up completely on love. Early 30s, I was just like, I'm done. I will tell you all these disastrous stories. But anyhow, um, so I didn't want to give him my phone number. I gave him my business card and I was like, all right, you know, if he gets in touch with me, we'll see what happens. So he he emailed me a couple of days later, put his cell phone number at the bottom. Anyway, long story short, we texted, we went out to dinner, he called me, asked me out to dinner, and then basically we've been together ever since. So cute. I really love it. And he is your opposite sign. He's a Leo. He's a Leo. Yeah. He's July 27th. I love it. I, if you met him. (laughs) What? What AJ? Oh, what AJ? He doesn't scream Leo to me. He's a very, um, very intellectual, more on the quiet side of Leo. But definitely if you, if you get him a couple beers, he's a, he could be a quick. Yeah. Lindsay, you need I need you to do a real rundown on him because he is, mm -hmm. he is just, he's hard to figure out. He must have a lot of water or earth in in his rising and moon, which you need to find out what time he was born and we'll do a whole analysis. Um, So, so we'll do that as a follow-up and we can keep our audience posted. And AJ, what is your current relationship status? Even though I know all the answers to these questions, I'm asking for our audience who is so curious. Oh, yes. We have to tell them. Um, I've been dating the same guy for three years now. Met him right out of college. Uh, I was dating around, but I lived in a very small town at the time for work. And I spotted him on the street. I was also a waitress at the time. And he walked into the restaurant. I had been eyeing him for like three months and he just never noticed me on the street. There's one street in this town. So, uh, yeah, I went up to him and I took his order and then I brought over tequila shots and I said, the shots are on me. And I, <laughs> at the end of the dinner, pretty much, he was like, oh, um, if you ever want me to show you around town, I'll, I will. And then he like left his number and, uh, that was pretty much it. And three years later, he's now moved to DC. He's got a great job. We've been working through it so far. So good. But yeah, I guess three years is kind of when you start to question, is this long-term mm. or <laughs> like what's happening? Yeah, yeah. They're there. It's yeah, the so. uh, three-week, three-year, three-month rule. Or sorry, three-week, well, three-month, three-year. Three-month. Okay, so what happens at each of those? So after three weeks, you're like, do I even like this person at all? Like, do I even want to be around them at all? Um, after three months, you're like, am I in love with this person? Like, do I have feelings of love for this person? You know, like, do I want to continue with my feelings of love and have it become something legitimate? 
And then after yes. three years, you're like, do I want to marry this person? Like, do I want to spend the rest mm-hmm. of my life with this person? You know, it's like these little marks. Because after three years, like, you know them through and through. Like, yeah. there's no, there's nothing you don't know at this point. Um, so now it's just a matter of like, you know, check in with myself. Is this, is this something I want to move forward with? I know. And I go back and forth all the time, even though God, he's like my best friend. I love him so much. It's the best relationship I've ever had. Okay. But Lindsay, you've got to weigh in because she is just turning 26. So I tell her it's way too early so to get early. married. You need five I agree. years. They need to take a little siesta. Siesta and, key. Yeah. Siesta key. I yeah. agree. When is his birthday? I forgot. He's July 28th. Oh, okay. So he's a Leo too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I think, and I remember I gave you a little bit of my analysis on this before, but I think that Sarah's right. I think, listen, do I have friends who got married before they were 30 and who are happy still? Some, some. Um, <laughs> some of you. <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, like I am now 29, about to be 30, like in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And I now only for the first time, like having gone through my Saturn return, which like, you know, you need, I need to tell you all about. And (laughs) it's like this thing that you go through as a woman and guys go through it too, but at a different point in their life when you're like, it's, I think it's like 28 to 30 Mm -hmm. and it just like, it rocks your world. And like, you have all these changes. Wow. So it's like so much is coming that you didn't realize. And also like you as Sarah said, like you're going to have so much success to come. And like, you don't know for sure that you're going to grow together with this person. You ideally in an ideal situation, you want to, and you may, you know, but Mm -hmm. why do something now when you have all this growing to do, when you can stay with this person and potentially still marry this person, you know, grow together in a non, um, paper signing situation just yet. I'm fully on board with that. And the other thing is we have done long distance for a little bit and I'm always looking to move to New York. He is loving his job here. So we're going to, we're looking at long distance again, but I, I want to ask you like, why do women feel pressured or feel bad for asking, Hey, I want to move in with you or, Hey, let's talk about the next steps. But we're almost scared of showing too much affection or too into the relationship for the guy. Now me, I can't even ask that. I've thought about asking it, mm. but because I'm moving to New York and I have no idea what my future is, but how do we get rid of that whole, like, Oh, I, sh- I feel bad or weird for asking. Well, first of all, how old is this guy? Just curious. He's a year older than me. So he's 26. Okay, he's, he's 26. So he's a baby as well. Um, yeah. So it's funny that you asked this because I just did an episode with a woman who wrote a book called the rules Um, I think it's like the rules, how to be like, how to be someone that like a guy wants to be with. Hold on. No, I'll tell you what it's exactly called. It's. Ooh, AJ, I'm getting this for you. It's. um, I know, right? (laughs) Time tested secrets for capturing the heart of Mr. Right is what they say. Right. And it's it's very old school. And some of the notions are extremely misogynist and bizarre. Like it's like you have Mm -hmm. to have straight hair all the time, like weird stuff, you know? Um, but a lot of it is really good takeaway. You know, this is, this book is designed more for like a woman who's ready for marriage and like wants and like, and like marriage is her goal, you know? Um, but there again, like the takeaways are great. And, and it talks about like taking that next step and like how it's, it is weird for women to say like, are we like, what are we? Like, that's not okay. In my opinion, never say what are we? But more importantly, like how you get to the next step of like moving in together or how you get to the next step of like getting engaged. And like, I know that it's old school, but I think like in a heterosexual relationship, it isn't the best thing for the woman to be like, I'm giving you an ultimatum. And like, if we don't move in together, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like men are so simple and so like, you know, that they love to feel like everything is their idea. So like, for example, when you got your, your guy, you had seen him a million times on the street, but he didn't know. And then you put the shots and for all he knows, you gave everyone shots you know, and he thought that it was his idea that he thought you were cute. So he's like, I'm going to give her my number and like show her around because like I'm a man, you know? And so Mm -hmm. like you, that's how you got him. You made him think it was his idea. And so I feel like that's how you need to take the next step with him as well. Make him think it's his idea. 
God, that is the best relationship advice, even in marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like I, I, st- yes, marriage and work. Cause even, cause I, I, I work for a TV station too. And it's like, whenever you make your boss feel like it's his idea, it's just, it goes so much yeah. better. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's really good. That really is. Yeah. So the, I mean, that's what I would say. I'm, and in terms of like the details of how to make it seem like it's his idea, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> you could like play Figure dumb. Like, you could be like, I know we're going to be long distance, but like we shouldn't move in together. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like just like lay it, you know, lay it out and let's see if he like picks it up. Okay. Yes. No, definitely. And the tequila thing is, is so true. It's just giving them maybe small hints hinting at moving in. Yes. And now for us, it's off the table, but for anyone who's listening, I, de- I definitely think that that's a, a huge way to do it. And like, yeah. that is make it, make it seem like it's their idea. Yeah, no, totally. I actually, I just, um, had the conversation with my boyfriend. We're, we're moving in together mm-hmm. and, you are? um, <laughs> we, we are. And <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of did that. Um, I mean, his lease was up. So like, I feel like in New York City, you get lucky because mm-hmm. like your leases are up and things are so expensive yep. all the time and whatever. Um, yep. But his lease was up and he was like moving out. And, you know, so we started to like have initial conversations about it. But then when the conversation didn't like go there immediately, we like took a few days and then we were at dinner and um, my dad's listening to this. We were at <laughs> dinner and I said something like, um, so like, I'm going to close the book on the conversation because like, I don't think that like, you know, we should be rushing into anything just because he hadn't said yes yet, you know? And so I was like, I was like, let me do this, um, you know, to protect myself. And I was like, so I'm going to close the book. Like, obviously, you know, I don't want you to feel rushed. I, I, if it's too soon, like, I totally understand that. And like, I know that, you know, like you have never lived with someone before. And I just, I like want you to feel comfortable. So like, we'll close the book. We'll revisit this. And he was like, I want to live with you. And I was like, oh, okay. And see, like perfectly, you know, executed because he thought that I was being like, oh no, like I'm good, you know? Yeah. But then it worked. That That is exciting. So when is, when's the move in date? So we're trying to find someone to take over my lease first, which is such a headache. So um, potentially uh, September, but Ooh. if no one can take over my lease, then we have to move into my apartment together, which is not um, a lot of space, but we'll make it work. Yeah, well, of course. Oh, and yeah. it's because Ooh. his lease was up. So yeah. Right, right. Yeah. This is exciting. This is exciting. Moving we in next step. shall <laughs> see. Um, okay. So we do this really fun thing on here, guys, where we do poll questions on our Instagram account. I don't know if you've ever taken them. And yes, we love them. Your questions are so oh, good, good too. They're yeah. things I've never even thought about, but they're so good. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. Seriously. so So a few people submitted some questions. So I'm trying to look for yes or no's. Is being an intimidating girl a thing? Yes or no? Yeah. Really? Yes, no. You don't think that's a cop yeah. out? Like you don't think no. you say to your friend like, oh, he's probably just intimidated by you when like they're not calling them? Uh, Well, that probably is. But I think like a woman that really has it together. Okay, like we were talking about, right? There is an art to, to getting... like getting a man, I think, to kind of do what you want, right? There, There is like an art to it. So mm-hmm. I think a woman that's really self-confident, that really knows what she wants, that has it all together and a great job. I mean, that is, I think that's intimidating for a lot of men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one is actually kind of open-ended, but I'm curious to your thoughts. How can you act busy? And I don't mean be busy, <laughs> literally act busy in Corona. Oh, AJ, you want to go first? Oh my God. How do you act busy? Now, is this to appear like you're busy and you're not texting back right away? Or is this just for our own selves? Like how to keep busy? (laughs) Well, I think they're one and the same, but it's for, it's for appearing. But it's for appearing. Okay. And, and because we're not really supposed to be out and about right now, that can seem very hard. Mm. So that is actually a really good question. Um, now you're not going to want to take a picture of your laundry and say, Oh my God, I just folded two loads of laundry. Um, I would say cook, you know, you don't have to make a banana bread cause then you're just being basic, but you know, a banana mm. bread is still good. Uh, try some new hobbies out, get some rollerblades and be active outside yeah. social distancing. But I think the biggest things I've done is just taking walks to places that you've never gone to taking hikes is a really good idea. Yeah. And 
appearing like you're still doing things, but obviously not posting everything. You don't have to feel like, oh my God, I didn't post today. He thinks I'm not doing anything. You're being Mm -hmm. mysterious too. Mine would be the opposite. Mine would be an overwhelming amount of IG stories. Okay. You know, like if you had, like sometimes I go on yours, Lindsay, we met at Acme. There's a lot of stories to get Mm -hmm. through, right? So you would look at the top and they just get tinier and tinier in squares. You want to appear busy. Mm. Open that up and have it be 45 of those tiny squares. It's like, oh my Lord, what is this person doing? Mm. I mean, okay, well, it could be like you commenting on celeb news and posting 50 things about Brad Pitt, or it could be, you know, hiking and a mix of the two. Right. But if My you best. don't have an, an Instagram account or like an influencer thing or like your careers on Instagram right. and you have that many stories, you're not busy. You know what I mean? Like you I would are fake. troubled almost. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why do you have that many stories up? That's a really good point. Because a lot of my friends say, oh my God, like Dre, I can never get through your stories because you have 50, but you're also someone who's in media. So you're right. always posting. Exactly. Yeah. So for the untrained eye, it does look like Sarah and I are batshit. <laughs> oh God, that um, is so good. Okay. I would take a picture of fake calendar invites. I'd be like, hey, sorry, Eric. Uh, I agree. Meant to get back I to you today, but wait, wait, guys, I, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is yelling at me because I don't oh, pay shit, for it. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, no. so, um, last question, <laughs> can a relationship work long-term if you don't, if you know, deep down, you don't love your significant other's parents? Oh, it can't work. It can't work. I agree. It can't. It can't. It can't. Don't love the significant other's parents? Yeah. Really? If they're a big part of their life, it cannot work. Agreed. Well, you know what? That's the caveat. Cause I was going to say, I think it can yeah. work if, if the person is not that connected with them, if you're not that connected with them and they're not that controlling over you. Yeah. yeah I think, it, I think you then can have a fine. solid foundation and you're all good. But if that person is more controlled by them than they are by you right. in your relationship, no, you're right. I agree. All right, guys. Um, where uh, can everyone find you and follow you and listen to you? Oh, we freaking love you. Um, Okay. Well, the podcast is called Hey Frage Podcast. It's H-E-Y, just like Hey Frage, F-R-A-S-E. You can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, everywhere at Hey Frage. Love it. Yes, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Andrea Lopez Comedy. I like to post a lot of my impressions on those two platforms. Feel free to book me on Cameo for a Kourtney Kardashian impression or whatever you would like. And then listen to Sarah and myself daily on the Hey Fresh podcast. <laughs>